This is Shan Wu. Welcome to the Life and Home podcast, season three. And this is Johanna Landgren. This season, we explore the many ways men view and experience home. We'll be having authentic conversations with men from all walks of life and all corners of the globe, delving into their unique stories and perspectives on what home means for, to them. From cultural differences to personal histories, we'll uncover the intricacies of how they create a sense of belonging in their own spaces. Ultimately, our hope is that these conversations will empower you to reconnect with the meaning of home and inspire you to fall in love with yourself through the mirror of your own home. So sit back, relax, and join us as we journey around the world to discover what makes a space a home. Welcome everybody, this is the Season 3 Men's View and today we have Klaus Jensen, a leadership coach and a facilitator from Denmark. And his work is about foster a healthy leadership. But today we're going to focus on his view about life and home. Welcome Klaus. Thank you so much, Sean. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm 55 years old. I live in Copenhagen, or just outside of Copenhagen, with my wife, Charlotte, and my two kids, Casper and Clara, who are young adults now. I work as a consultant and coach after many years in management consulting. I, I started my coaching journey, I would say, that has now become a career in 2016. I'm a happy person, self-employed, love my freedom and uh, enjoy the connections I can make with a lot of different clients and client teams. I enjoy my life at home and I have to say I also really enjoy my work outside of home. So I'm, I'm a highly extroverted person and, uh, and I really enjoy, it, enjoy being in the world making connection. I mean my life purpose is to, is to connect people so being out there, experiencing, exploring, connecting is really energizing for me. And then coming home is, I mean, it's so easy to say that's where I find peace, but it's its even more for me than that. It's its almost like a platform where I can, where I can anchor my restless ship. Our, some, some of our speakers are actually living far away from where they uh, coming from, or were they born, or they travel around, and you are Danish and living in Copenhagen. And what yes. does home mean to you? Home is a platform. Home is home is the place that I keep returning back to. I mean, despite my <clears throat> extroversion and my and my restlessness, where I will seek out many different parts of the world. So I I grew up in Copenhagen and. I lived away from Copenhagen for eight years as a young adult, and and then I came back. But for me, and I and I work all over the world. So I work with clients in the states, all over Europe, in the UK, and and in Asia. It's this idea of coming back to to a platform of peace and quiet. I mean, I'm I'm happy and lucky to live in a in an affluent country. Mm-hmm 
with very high safety. So, um, and it's not as if I'm, I don't think I ever really felt truly unsafe in my life, but there is still, still this comfort of landing somewhere that has me and holds me. I keep having the image of you standing in front of the, the ship, you know, coming back to your harbor. Um, yeah. Because it did Denmark or any Scandinavian countries, and and it reminds me of the men, the Vikings. You know, they always yeah. go out and they they come back. Yeah, we're a, we're a, we're a traveling we're a traveling people, and with some naval tradition. I'm actually not a sailor myself. I love sailing, but not an active sailor. But but the idea of harboring, which is, I mean, I love the storms out there. I love the wild weathers. And then coming back and re-energizing at home, whether that means country, house, family, or or whatever we call it, it's um, it's a way of, it's a way of recharging for me because I can I can be me with no effort. Be you with no effort. How is this be you without effort in the, in this home? Any. Uh, you love the memories you could share with us. It's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm getting this. I'm getting this image of people gathered around a table, sharing food. So um, it's, it's there is this, there is this deep intimacy, intimacy while while doing something very normal, very down to earth, such as such as dining together, sharing food, sharing stories, sharing energies. Mm -hmm. So for me, home is, is like sitting around a table with the most important people. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, culturally for Danes, the gathering around a dinner table in a private home is also something very deep and profound. How does your family dinner at home? <laughs> My family dinner at home is uh, is very interesting. We we rarely get together the whole family. So um, I have a son who's uh, as restless as I am. So he's he's exploring his life, and I guess as as many twenty one year old men still living at home, mm. home is even more of a <laughs> of a base of a recharging base. Mm. for uh, for them and um, so but we've actually we've actually got this one rule in our family you can do whatever you want with whomever you want whenever you want but Sunday night you'll be home for the family dinner and it doesn't happen every Sunday but we try very hard because we we want this gathering and and my son will often say so so but why do I why do I have to follow that rule of coming home and, and we say, because we, we want and we need the connection with you. And this is the I've <laughs> when I say mm. to him, because we actually really like you and find you really interesting. Mm. I can see he'd go, yeah, of course. I am really likable and interesting, but why do I need to sit with you around the table, right? But it's, it's, it's the one, let's say, it's the one holy thing that uh, that we try to really uphold 
So my kids' favorite situation is if I have to go to a business meeting in another country on a Monday morning and I'll leave on the Sunday night because then they have something on me when I break the rule. The meaning you define the home as a platform, it is mm. also how you expand that meaning to provide for your home and hold on to, inviting your family members to be gathered and feel complete. It does, it does. And that's, I mean, <laughs> that's obvious. I told you about my need for freedom before, the need to mm. go and explore the world and the very competing value next to my freedom is my need for community. Mm. So that togetherness and community is very much my value. Whether I will bring that on to the next generation, I don't know, but I will I will try to install it because it, it has given me such pleasure and such sense of belonging. Yeah, in this is between uh, the seeking for freedom and uh, having that sense of belonging. During the pandemic, how do you view home? <laughs> to me, in, during the pandemic, uh, home was not necessarily a great place because it was very, very crowded. I had two, two children in high school mm. and a wife who was working at home. Whereas, whereas I, I work in sprints, both my wife and my daughter, they will be very concentrated for many hours during the day. So um, I was being a bit in the way, but luckily I, um, I have my own office outside of home. So mm. I work only occasionally from home. I mean, my main reason for working from home is uh, so that my dog won't be alone for too many hours during the day. So, um, so I actually went to my office. So I was not suffering as much as everybody else. I mean, my family was suffering a lot more because they spent the whole day at home. Yeah. And then when they get off, they had to stay at home as well. Yeah. It sounds like that Sunday gather dinner. A non-stop Sunday dinner, right? <laughs> yeah, there rules of coming back home and we try hard together on Sunday. And it's almost like, I have to go to the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went, I mean, I went to the office every day. And since I work with executive leadership team, mm. I was also highly privileged because the executives would close down the organization and the companies, but they would often allow themselves to go to work because they actually then had an opportunity to spend a lot more time together. There was a lot of growth in the executive teams, at least in the locally based teams at that time. So, um, so I, I got to go not on, only to my to my own office, but also to my client space. So, so to be honest, I'm one of I'm one of the least suffering people <laughs> during Corona. Well, Corona bought us a lot of pros and pawns. I think it'll take a while to reflect on what's actually mean to us as an individual. Yeah. So you had a difference. I almost felt the, the tips for uh, people, if same thing happened again, finding your own space outside home could actually help the family relationship as well as your work. What is your pride and joy when you're actually coming home to the harbor, to this uh, platform? I put it in, I mean, at a different level because home as meaning country, what I really celebrate about this country is the sense of a community 
that we are still able to pull together in this country. Are we perfect? No. Are we super inclusive? No, we are not. Are we very homogenous as a nation? Yes, we are, which also makes it easier, at least if if you're a native, to um, to get around. But mm. for me, that is a joy. Whether that's a pride, I don't know. But what I really love is this sense of community and I would say also a sense of of sacrifice in people and especially in some of the people who are more well off mm. to to still share with the rest of the society. That's that's actually makes me quite proud. We have a very, very high tax level and we have some amazing companies in in our country who have chosen to not run away from tax payments. Mm. I, that makes me very proud. If you look at the house, I mean, I wish she could hear this because I don't say this so often, but um, but I would say my wife is the pride and joy of my house because whereas, whereas I'm like a helium balloon constantly seeking to the sky, mm. she's more like the rock you can tie that balloon to. So, um, I mean, she's, she's really created what is home here. I've always enjoyed coming home. It took me actually 20 years to get used to living in the house I'm in. But um, but with my wife here and, and what she creates of harboring, I mean, she's a very understanding woman. I'm not an easy man to live with. And uh, she's held on and uh, <laughs> showed no disgust about it so far. So, um, so, so she, she, I would say she's the joy and pride of, of the physical home or the house that we're in. Oh, that warms the whole air right now. <laughs> the way how you speak about your wife. <laughs> Together with your wife, or uh, what would it be one tip or one idea for our audience to create it like a home? I think, I think her tip, let me take her tip. Mm -hmm. I'm working very hard on this. She's a natural on that. And that is make no judgment. I mean, my wife is a is not a very judgy person, and she's actually she. I'll put it in another way. She's got an extremely optimistic outlook. So, uh, so, so marry if if you. I mean, if you want a happy life from my perspective, marry a person who's emotionally stable and optimistic. Oh wow, that is a bonus <laughs> tip for all the single men out there. <laughs> Listen to this tip, marry. For <laughs> my woman who is not judgmental. Yeah, who is yeah. emotionally stable, optimistic outlook. What would be your tip for uh, life and home to all the audience, including single women? Including single women, oh my God, what would be the home? I think is uh, invest some time in getting your own docs in row. And by that, I mean, I spend a long time expecting things from my wife. Maybe we're moving more into marriage than home. But to me, to me, the actual artifacts of home are, are quite meaningless. I, I don't care about I don't care about things, which also means that <laughs> looking at, at our house, it is not an aesthetic wonder because actually my wife also doesn't care about things. So, um, so for me, it's far more the investment of finding your way in relationship. 
and not seeking. I mean, I, I sought for so many years in my wife to find my fulfillment. And funnily enough, I was not really fulfilled until I started finding it in myself. So I would say work on you and work on your relationship. That would be the good part. I feel that is a, the fundamental things of home. Yeah, if home is a relationship. Mm. You see, for some, home may be to be single. And I would say still finding finding out who you are, finding out what you want. Mm. I mean, at least that changed my life to something positive. Because I didn't know who I was until I was 49. And I didn't know what I wanted in life. Actually, when I when someone asked me that question, and I just looked at them and said, What? What do you mean by what do I want? What do you want me to want? <laughs> was my first, that was my first response, right? What a so, fun experience, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm speechless right now, actually, because it's, it's a different than uh, beyond a life and home. It was yeah. more about how this coming home to discover yourself and recreating the relationship with your, with your beloved and mm. at that platform and to nurturing yourself and growing yourself and others together. Yeah, and I think because to me, it's in my personality profile. I mean, the actual sensing, the actual artifact, the actual physical presence of a home is not so important. It's more who, who is there. Yeah. And what and what emotion is created? Mm. For some people, I'm I'm quite sure that having a beautiful home, an aesthetic home, will bring them as much fulfillment. My for me, home is more of an abstraction. I would say in both ways, it says a lot how people are different, how individuals different, how family different, how choices are different. What would it be your home? reflecting who you are as a person if we're holding a home as a mural it would be somewhere accessible it would be somewhere livable i think it would be something very unpretentious i mean i love when you say that about yourself right but <laughs> but it's but, but 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 really this idea of not the big not the big terrain at least for me i'm not i'm not a wine enthusiast but I've got a couple of categories that I know about wine. I know if it's red, I know if it's white, I know if it's rosé, and I know if I like it, and I know if I don't like it, right? So it's it's not really, it doesn't really interest me. So authentically, I'm not indulging in that. The same thing about my my home. We once had an interior designer here because we, we, we wanted some connection with lighting in our house we wanted really to connect the rooms of our house so so i invited a, a lighting architect and he said he said to me in a very polite man, manner oh this is an interesting stuff this is an interesting job because you have so many styles <laughs> and he was like i mean he said it he, i think he was really thinking there was style confusion mm. and i think i think yes there is style confusion and the reason is there is not style consciousness. We like this, so it gets here. Mm. Is it is it super color coordinated with the rest? No, not really. Mm. But we really love it, so we want it to be here. 
And I and I get it. The the way now you're speaking, what mirrors you, there is a more diversity of what your view about world and how that makes it so simple because you includes everything in. Yeah, I think it's 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 more. I mean, so you didn't see all of my home on online here, but I mean, we have art from all over the world, primarily from Africa, because it connects us with our experiences. So our experiences creates our house. Our house does not create experiences, or the experiences creates our home. Our home does not create the experience. Mm, so we've never thought about interior design in order to create an experience. We've taken our experiences and put it in our house. That's beautifully said, and I think that is rich to profound way to leave our audience to really think about connecting their experiences and that will creating your home in a way. Mm. Thank you, Klaus. Thank you for having me, Sean. This is a wonderful, wonderful sharing. And we're looking forward, and then we're going to send you the invitation. Maybe we will invite you back okay. later on as a couple together. Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening, all the audience, and see you next time. Thank you, Klaus. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Bye.